Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. And of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. You take advantage of people. You're not someone that we can trust or rely on. 
And, and it became really evident to me that two things happened in my life. One is I became the polar opposite of all of those things over a long enough period of time, let me be clear. Um, but, but two, I noticed that a lot of the people who I thought, quote unquote, I was friends with that mattered. Um, and it's not that they don't matter. It's just like they weren't bringing value to my life. They're bringing no substance. I, I think people feel so often... And, and I'll speak for myself. I felt so often at the time, especially in the beginning of this, like the most important thing for me to do was make everybody like me, was to feel like I, I mattered because they thought I mattered. So with relationships being first, Anna, let, why don't we dive into that? And why don't you clarify, A, what do you mean by relationships? And then how do they play into this game of life? So many people, you know, as, as you were labeled, right? It's like, you're not a good friend, which means like you're like toxic or something, right? So a lot of times people come to me and say, oh, I have this, all this toxic environment. I'm like, no, you do not have a toxic environment. You have people around you who are in a tremendous amount of pain. And to help with that, first of all, you don't have to take over their pain. And then you have to see their pain to separate from it and to see where the triggers are. But in case of relationships, we're talking about a simple thing. Number one, misconceptions, like you have to make everybody happy before you are happy. And this happened during COVID and it got accelerated because guess what? Now that you can make anybody happy and you of yourself, you realize that you are the one hurt that is nobody else to blame. And the second thing that I see all the time is that most people do not know that they are four types of men and four types of women in the world. I know we all want to be unique and different and all of that. I am one of the four types of women, okay? And Michael, you are one of the four types of men in the world, right? And when I teach this, the four types of men and four types of women to my clients, they realize that each type has its own values in life has its own way of thinking, has its own priorities in life, right? And because they realize that now they don't blame themselves or the other type for a different way of thinking or a different approach, right? I have a lot of women that come to me and they said, oh my God, my, my husband abandoned me and left me with this kid and you know, he never cares about me and never pays child support and stuff like that. And I asked him, is that um, an airman, right? And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, this has these characteristics of a man who likes freedom, who likes business, who likes money. Yeah, well, that's not a man for the family, right? So if you know this from the beginning as a woman, right, that this particular man is not built for family, you're not going to worry about marrying him. You know, I don't want to worry about having a kid with him because that's not the proper man. And that's not to blame that type of man. It's just that man has different values in life. And you cannot change people. You can only accept their values and maneuver towards what you want. After two divorces by the age of 38, I found the relationships that I teach today the most enlightening to absolutely everybody because we all go on misconceptions about love thinking that love is just going to come in and it's just going to complete us. And after two, three years, we found out that it's actually the opposite. It's here to hurt us. And that's because we don't understand the four types of men, the four types of women, 
the archetypes between them and how people don't come into our life to hurt us. People come with different values. We think that everybody thinks like us. That's the only problem, right? So here is like, I think everybody should think like me. And then no wonder, no, not everybody thinks like me. There are not a three types of women in the world. There are not a four types of men. So here I teach people, listen, what do you want? Well, I want this. Okay, this is the type of person you want. To get this type of person, you need to be this, right? So here is how do you arrange yourself in the system of life, in the cycle of life to find what you truly want and how you can be complete. Don't expect another to complete you. So in kinds of relationships, I find the most illuminating thing in the world, um, you know, this kind of four types of men, four types of women. We had somebody very a young, a young kid like, I think I'm depressed. I went into a thousand dates and I can't find anybody. What is wrong with me? I'm like, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I don't think you're depressed either. I think you don't know who you are and who you're looking for. Here, do this three and a half hour course and then call me. After, what, two weeks, he called me and said, I already found after eight dates, my fiance. I was like, okay, well, I guess the course worked for you. Okay, you didn't have even had to ask for advice, right? Because if you don't know who you're looking for and who you are, you're going to end up in, in messed up relationships. There are four types of relationships that don't work and two that work. If you saw one type that doesn't work, you're going to end up in the other three that don't work because this is how the cycle works. You need to learn from all four. So here I give a formula to people here. Listen, forget about what doesn't work. This is what works. So just do it period, right? And everybody said, it's too easy. Okay, try it. It is easy, but it's going to save you from two divorces. It's going to save you from 20 years of your life of worrying about other people not liking you. That includes not only your partners, your boss, your parents, your kids, your coworkers, right? Because relationships is everything. These four types of men and women, they're in everything, not necessarily love partners, right? But a lot of people come to me because they're heartbroken. And they're afraid to find other people because guess what? They don't know the system of how to manage the relationships. So that's what I, I found it the most enlightening thing in the world. Most people are not even depressed. They just have been heartbroken and they don't know how to find their themselves in the relationship with themselves or others or how to find the person that they really want in life. Yeah. I, I, and I want to go into what those archetypes are a little bit more, a little bit deeper. One of the things that came to mind as you were going through that is, so my mentor, Tom Bill, you taught me something really important about this idea of collision of values in relationships and it being this thing where because you lack a, a tremendous amount of clarity about who you are and what you want and vice versa from the other person, you're going to be like a head-end collision just waiting to happen. And so I'd love for you to dive into a little bit deeper about um, these archetypes so that folks listening can have a little bit of a better understanding. Now, obviously, we can't give people a three and a half hour course in 35 minutes, but we can give them a little bit of context. So I'd love if you dive into those a little bit more and then specifically talk about the kind of relationships that do work, because I agree with you. Why focus on what doesn't work when we should be focusing on what does? So the four types of band. Um, we like, I like to make these energies in elements because it's easier to consume, right? So the four archetypes, I call them water, fire, 
air and earth because they're easy to consume. So the four types of men are would be the watermen, would be the creator. You find this in engineers, designers, artists, right? And they are people who their first value in life is their creation. This is why they live for. They're like the Michelangelo's of the world, okay? Michelangelo didn't care about the family, didn't care about the kids, didn't care about business, okay? Michelangelo didn't care about any of this. He cared about painting. He cared about sculpturing, right? This is was his contribution to society, right? So this is the creator mode in men specifically. And it's, it's extraordinary because you need that because this is how ideas come into the world. This is how the world comes into play with no ideas that is nothing, right? We don't even have a computer we're talking about right now. So that's the first, the first type of man. The second type of man is the fireman. That has a lot of energy. It's like the manager. It's always organizing things. It's always keeping you going. It has passion. It has drive. And you see this in people that like, go, 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 go. And sometimes you're like, really? We're trying to keep going? Is it tiring? No, you need that drive. You need that passion to propel yourself into the world, right? To do something because with no drive, you're not going to do anything in life, right? The third type of man is the airman. This specific type of man is not concentrated on family, is not concentrated on kids, on wife or anything like that compared to a fireman who puts his wife as first in, in priority level. This man puts his wife last in the priority level. Right. And everybody, because they're so attractive, they're big men, they're um, love freedom, they have hobbies, they have friends, they have money. You know, all women are attracted to this type of men, not realizing that this is not a good man for marriage. This is a good man for having fun. Right. But these are the entrepreneurs of the world, the visionary of the world. These are the Elon Musk's of the world where you need that drive to propel the society forward as others are going to follow. This is the man that we're, we're puts into application ideas that are impossible to do, and it makes it possible. Right. And the fourth type of man, it's the earthmen, and that we call them kings because they are men who take care of their domain, of their family, of their business, of their um, community. They're people who work in the military, in the government, the nine to five jobs, and these are stable men. They also can be extremely aggressive if they have a lot of trauma. And these are the men that women are afraid of because they're aggressive. But this is only one type of men in the world, right? So this is only 25% of men. So this is why, you know, here, who do you want in your life? Go and pick it if you know who you want, right, in your life. Instead of just waiting for what to come up. And guess what? It comes up to hurt you. Now let's talk about the four types of women, because I know that that comes up too. The first type, the water woman, is the princess. It's Bambi energy. It needs a lot of attention. It has a lot of emotions. It also has a lot of love within. It's like these little young stupid women that are always smiling and they never worry about anything. But they are so, how should I say, full of love and they are so refreshing, right? So into the world, you need that. You don't need all the time tension, tension, tension. Also, these women are the first one that's going to slip in depression if they have any kind of emotional wanting, okay? Because they're emotional, they're on high level. The second type of woman is the mistress. You see them in actresses. 
they're dressed sexy. They're all the time on high heels. They're all the time looking good, right? For themselves. They are, they like attraction. They like to be, to be, um, exquisite, right? To be admired. They like that, like Angelina Jolie, right? They like these kind of things. The third type of woman is the queen, the air woman. And these are CEOs of companies. They also don't have too much intentions in families and kids. They will do it, but they, they're the type of women that, how should I say, they're intimidating, right? So men are intimidating, dating them because they're just like going to cut hands, right? They, they look good and all that. They, they do the job, but they are businessy. They are, they're there into the men's world to compete with them, right? And then the four types of women is the mother, is the one who takes care of garden, the soccer the, the tournament, the kids, the dogs, the pets, decorating house, okay? So this is the earth woman. All these types of men and women have their own place in the world. They have their own values in life. When you go and pick in society, who do you want to be? Who you're more comfortable with? And who do you want to have in your life? You need to know this stuff because there are different dynamics between all of them. And I think that one of the most important things, at least in my thought, that people need to be able to do is deploy grace for themselves in this process. Because you're like, you're going to learn something about yourself you've never understood. And, and I'm wondering if that held true in your journey as well, in which you had to just deploy a tremendous amount of grace for yourself. Well, absolutely. If you'll give me just a little leeway, I'll tell you a tiny little story. Please. And it was told to me when I was trying to understand. I kept saying, why, 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 why? Why do I keep making these choices? And this wonderful person said to me, you know, you live in a pile of That's what you live in. And you know the pilot. It stinks. It's nasty. But you're familiar with it. You know what that pilot is. And then some wonderful person comes along and says, do you see the flowers over there? If you just climb out of the pilot, there are flowers over there. And there's ice cream. And you just, just get out of the pilot. And what I did was say, no, I, I, I can't get out of the pilot because I know the pilot. It stinks. It's nasty. But I know the pilot shit. I don't know those flowers. I don't know all of that chocolate and fun and, and freedom. And, and I don't know and understand that that's frightening to me. What I know is the pilot. And she said, as long as you believe that it's okay to be in that pilot, you're never going to climb out of that pilot shit to go to. The flowers, the chocolate, the wonderful feelings, the freedom, the love, the care, the spiritual connection, as long as you believe that it's okay to be in there. So I had to change my belief. And that, in its right own right, I really truly believe just is a process of just doing it every single day, day in and day out. And I'm sure like me, you probably screwed up more times than you can count trying to get to where you are today. But, yes. <laughs> but you're right. On the backside of it, there is this beauty. There, like it really is. I know, especially if you're like in the moment, you're like, that doesn't feel plausible. There's no way. This is so anxiety provoking and depressing and anxious. And like everything feels like it's upside down. And then mm -hmm. you 
the other side of it and you go, wow, life is really, really beautiful over here. And, and you said something that I want to, I want to move back to, because I think it's really important is you talked about this idea of like giving yourself permission to go and find what you wanted and end up having this partner who's now your rock, your husband, your, your, your companion for people who, what, what kind of lay this out and for chronological, for lack of a better term, a chronological way, chronological way, geez, if I get the word out. Talk to me about like this process from, okay, you're going through therapy, you're doing the work, you're, you're showing up, you're in the groups, you're doing all this to, all right, put myself in a position to go and seek what I want. What was that transition like? Well, the transition was that my therapist graduated me. Never seen anything like that before in my life. And she says, it's time for you to fly. You're good. You're, you're doing great. You know what you need to do to maintain. You're doing great. And, and she said, now, before you leave, I want to teach you about manifesting that person that you want in your life so much. And so she taught me how to make a list. And it wasn't a list of someone who had money. And it wasn't a list of someone who liked the same music I did. The list was a values list. What do I want? I want someone who has integrity. I want someone who values me and loves me. I want someone that thinks that I'm the best thing that ever happened to them and that he and that I think is the best thing that ever happened to me. So that list was was fairly long of of what I wanted. You know, not things, not not uh, you know, it didn't have to always be right or whatever. You know, it, he needed to be someone that shared the same values as me, the things that I valued the most. And and I went through a whole stage of discovering what my values are. So when I met Ray, he we started dating and it was slow. And he brought me over to his home to see his home. And I needed to go to the restroom. And I had made a list, a manifest list of who I wanted. And I put it up by my mirror and I looked at it and said it out loud every day. Well, I met him and I started dating him. I went to his restroom and on his mirror by um, his sink was a manifest list in it with a list of values that he wanted in the person that he wanted in his life. And it was the same list that I had what was amazing about that list is it was dated just like mine and we wrote it on the same day wow that's amazing yeah, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> holy crap i you know i think about stuff like that all the time and it's like we truly do have the power to create everything that we want in our life we have the ability to yeah. move towards joy and happiness and fulfillment and fun and all of those things and, and i think that when people kind of transition into this and they find someone the the thought is especially if it's the first time you're understanding this and this was an experience that i went to was going to oh this is too good to be true and and thinking about this idea like oh no the the other shoe's gonna drop eventually we're gonna be back to all of the chaos that i once knew and there's something about that clarity that you just laid out about having that list about having alignment of values so you don't have a collision of values about creating and bringing a bond around joy and happiness and love and companionship as opposed to 
trauma and pain and suffering and all of those things, right? And it's not that we won't be in symbiosis with each other's stories and narratives and experiences because mm -hmm. I think that's part of human connection. But, you know, there, there's something to be said about the enjoyment of it all. And, and as you've kind of transitioned your own personal life and are in this position of, of being a, a master relationship coach, which I think is really beautiful, what do you think is like the, the area in which people, they, they start to get in these new relationships, they're seeking love, they're, they're maybe even in alignment with values, but how do, you, how do you maintain that? Like, how do you grow that? How do you cultivate and build that to be something not only long-term, but, but impactful and powerful in your life? Well, the number one thing that I tell couples is that you're going to read anything that you want to read. You're going to hear what people tell you about how your relationship needs to look like. The truth is you and your partner are the only ones that know how your relationship is supposed to look. You are the ones that make the decisions and the choices about how you communicate with each other. People can tell you what to do, but you need to decide together how you want to live your lives. And if you want to stop all the stress and you want to stop all the arguing and you want to stop all the, the playing game and all that stuff, it's real simple. It really boils down to one thing. Let go of your need to be right. <laughs> Let it go. That need to be right gets you in arguments over stress, money, sex, kids, blah, blah, blah. All those things, that's all true. They're all stressors. But the arguments start because one or both of you need to be right. You don't have to be right. If someone disagrees with, me, with you, the most wonderful thing you can say is, that's interesting. Tell me some more. Tell me more. It's so easy. It's not easy to be in a relationship. And I will tell you, if you don't have conflict between the two of you, then you really are in trouble, which is for someone who has been in an abusive relationship, you don't want to be hurt, abused, and that's true. But peace is not the answer. You know, if it's everything is happy-go-lucky and there's no arguments and there's no conflict in your relationship, you both are dead and you're not growing. You gotta, you gotta argue, you gotta grow, you gotta have fun together. You need to enjoy each other, you know, play like your kids. Don't forget that. You know, I know that, that children who are in abused situations, we feel like we have to grow up, that we're not allowed to play anymore. You're not in the abusive relationship anymore. Play. That is so much fun. It's okay. Be a kid and play because you know your partner is your playmate. Go have fun. I love that you said that. And like in, in real time, thinking about those words, I'm like, I've never heard anyone say that before. Right. And, and it's so, I think it's so true. It's about there should be enjoyment and fun and adventure in it. Right. And, and you pointed to something that, that I thought was really fascinating as well. There's a couple of places I want to go here. It's talking about like there, there should be conflict sometimes. I want to go back to that for a second though, before, and I'm going to ask you about play mm -hmm. as well, but I want to go back to this concept about a little bit of conflict because that feels, um, to me in real time, like trying to understand that it feels like a necessity having learned and understand that when you're in peace, there's, there's probably a lack of substance or connection or things of that nature. 
But there are people probably listening. There are people listening right now in the Unbroken Nation are probably like, that makes no sense to me. Why would you ever want conflict in your relationship? And I'd love if you'd break that down a little bit more and explain why that's actually something viable and important in a relationship. Conflict is about growth. And and we all, we as ourselves need to grow. And as a couple, we need to grow. That's how we become. So um, if you have a disagreement with each other and one likes something or doesn't like something, you learning how to resolve that with each other makes it for a better relationship. It makes you get closer. It makes you understand each other better. But it doesn't just do that. It echoes out into your other relationships. You learn, it's in a safe place to learn conflict resolution. It's in a safe place where you know that person loves you, holds you, cares about you. Even if they don't like something you did, they love you anyway. And that, that is the relationship you want to be in. So that also echoes because your children now see you doing conflict resolution and still loving each other even when you disagree. And, and when you go to work and you're around your, the people at work, they, they see that you can do really well in conflict resolution and they see the hope for them and their conflict resolution. So all that we learn in that little tiny space that between the, the, me and my partner, all that, that I learned between that space, it echoes into all of my relationships all around me. And, and learning that conflict resolution in that safe space is where you want to be. What I'm curious about in... You know, I, I shall say this first. I've come to realize in just doing my own research and trying to understand my own behavior and the behaviors of other people in this arena specifically is like cheating and infidelity in and affairs is like literally never about sex. Nope. Ever. It's like always about significance. It, it's about self. It's about sometimes it's about power. Sometimes it's about control, but generally speaking, it's never about sex. And so I think people get caught up on that thing. You said something a few minutes ago that I want to circle back to use the word intimacy. And you said that your relationship is more intimate than it's ever been. What does that mean? Like define that? Cause I, I think people, uh, I think people are listening to this and they're like, how could you ever love, trust, be compassionate, have empathy, sympathy, companionship, intimacy? What do those things look like for you guys? And, and more so, what were the tools that have led you to that here five years removed? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Because you're right. People think of intimacy as just sex. And it's like, no, that's not it. And I know people are curious, so I'm just going to say it. We always had great sex. That was never an issue. <laughs> and you're right. Affairs are not about sex usually. It's about something else. What it was is I said my childhood was kind of all about being happy and perfect. And I played the role of the perfect wife, the perfect mom. So I always had that facade on that I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything is wonderful, even though I was exhausted, even though I was confused, even though you know, all of these things were happening. I still put on the perfect face. I, you know, put on the perfect outfit. I did my hair. Everything was perfect. You know, I, that was just, it was just a facade. And it's not that I was trying to be phony. It was just that that's how I thought I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do. Now, on the flip side, my husband thought 
he was supposed to be strong because he is a survivor of childhood trauma and abuse. So he can't go around being vulnerable and getting choked up at work and crying. He has to be this tough guy. He has to be the, you know, the stereotypical manly man in our culture. You know, the big boys don't cry. He bought into that. He's going to be the provider. He's going to know everything as the man. You know it all. You do it all. Nothing phases you. So he was playing that role the whole time too. So then when we would try to come to each other to create some intimacy, and by intimacy, I mean showing each other our shadows, showing each other our fears, holding space for that. We were not good at holding space for that. I would come to him with a problem and he'd say, do a better job. Figure it out. You're smart. Do a better job. He would come to me with something. I'd be like, I don't know. You're the man. Figure it out. There was kind of that level of snarky rudeness there because we were not holding each other's shadows. We were not in that compassion place of, wow, tell me your pain. Tell me your fear. Sure, I knew he was abandoned by his parents. Okay, whatever. What does that mean? Figure it out. You're an adult. I didn't get it. So what I mean by our intimacy level now, now he can come to me and say, I'm having such sadness over the death of my brother. I'm having such sadness over the estrangement with my mom. I keep thinking back to being a kid and, you know, not having money and being abused. And I still love her and I'm feeling conflicted around that. And instead of me being like, yeah, well, that's weird, whatever. I get it now. Tell me more. And then same thing with me as I'm having my insecurities and my fears. I can go to him and say, I'm afraid. You know, I'm, I'm gaining weight. I'm aging. My business slowed down this month. Oh my God, what if it never picks up again? And then he can hold space and hold compassion for that around me too. Because now we know each other is not perfect. And as silly as it sounds, there were so many years where I was like, I married the perfect man and he is perfect. And he would think, I married the perfect woman and she is perfect. But then inside, we both knew we weren't perfect. So we were always trying to live up to expectations that weren't real. And now I know he's not perfect and I love that more. And he knows I'm not perfect and he loves that more. Yeah, I think there's some truth to settling into the reality that you know, and especially in relationships, we put each other on these pedestals and we have these such high expectations because you know what, date one, week one, you know, month one, you're like, oh, this is the perfect person. This is the greatest person in history. And then to some extent, you play into that with each other, right? You roll oh, that, totally. you play that facade of I'm this way or I'm that way. And then things get swept under the rug and the truth is like right there in front of you. And sometimes if you don't acknowledge it, or even sometimes it's acknowledged by one person and the other person ignores it, or yeah. hears what they choose to hear. And, and I think that is one of the most dangerous things in a relationship is just the, the ignorance to reality. Yes, yes. And that's one of the reasons that I, I, I love so much about what you do around trauma. I would see these things. I didn't know what trauma was and I didn't know how to respond to it. 
I was not trauma-informed. As humans, we should be trauma-informed. Everybody on this freaking planet is traumatized in some way, and we don't know how to deal with it. So then, yeah, he's having this huge trauma thing. I don't know what that is. I don't do I can't hear you. I can't see you. Go away. And it shuts people down and it creates more and more and more and more trauma. What would you say to the people who are going to hear what you just said and be like, well, what if they're just using their trauma as an excuse? Mm -hmm. There's such a fine line on that. Because yes, do some people use their trauma as an excuse? Absolutely. I think... I think it's just holding space for a certain amount of excuses because that's normal, but to be able to ask yourself, is there forward motion? Is there systemic change taking place? Are we really on this journey or is it BS? Because I know through our journey, we would read books, we would see counselors and then at some coaches. And then at some point we'd be like, uncle, I, I need a month off. Or bad things would happen and we would default into, you know, bad behavior. But there was always that forward motion. And also, you know, you asked about some of the tools. Calling people out is, in a loving way, is such an important tool. And just the other night we had a disagreement about something and I called him out. And he was like, yeah, you're right. And we have kind of some humorous ways that we do that now. And then just same thing. Then yesterday he called me out and then it becomes kind of a game. It's a spiral game that, yeah, we're calling each other out in a loving way. We're not forcing and demanding change, but we're holding each other accountable. We're being a tr partners in the true sense of the word. Because we're making each other better, more complete people by virtue of the fact that we're doing it together and we're understanding. Yeah. What, what role does the word respect play in all this? Hmm. I think respect is really important. What role does it play? I don't, I don't think. You can continue on in a relationship, whether it's a professional coaching, counseling relationship, a friendship, or a relationship, if you have truly lost respect for that person. Now, that said, people can do some things that don't earn your respect. Like, do I respect my husband's cheating? No, he made a horrible mistake multiple times. But do I respect him as a human? Yes. Have I done some unrespectable things? Of course. But do I continue to strive to earn the respect of those around me? Yes. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken.
Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. 
visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.